Hey there. I've got to be quick tonight. I'm at day 95. Um, I've been up working on all sorts of paperwork and getting some, you know, first of the month things all figured out. Um, so it's just late, late, late. But I wanted to make sure that I got this out tonight. I just found a simple little piece and it was just right for today. I cannot wait to tell you about just the blessing that happened to me. This one is called Aqua. And so it begins. She leaves with a hug and my tears set alone at a tippy coffee shop table. I am already mourning the news. I sit there in aqua, all knowing, tears brimming. Hang on, wet ones, don't fall. Why, Father God, always, always goodbye. And that sweet text comes in from that blesser, all knowing. And his words are not good, but they're great. In italics it reads, People come into our lives for a reason, a season, or for the rest of our lives. It's not up to us to choose or to know. It's up to us to trust. I've heard this phrase and said this phrase and lived this phrase so very out loud, but I still want to just somehow believe it with every last ounce I have in me that it can still be delivered to me, pain-free. It can't. So I grab my Bible from her mention of Jonah's name and I open it and read it beginning to end. Every last great word. I swallow hard, pretending I can't hear you. But the Lord said, You have been concerned about this vine, though you did not tend it or make it grow. It sprang up overnight and died overnight. But Nineveh, has more than 120,000 people who cannot tell their right hand from their left, and many cattle as well. Should I not be concerned about the great city, it says? And that's from the book of Jonah 4, 10, and 11. I turned the fragile page and it ended, flipped back. No, no, it just ended, just like that. A question, a whole city, not just a city, but his great city is what he calls it. Father God, who am I to decide? Father God, who am I? I turned to pull my jacket from the back of my chair, and this man, his aqua eyes are walking towards me with a smile. I just wanted to tell you that you are a very beautiful woman and that you look stunning today, he says to me. Blink, blink. Oh my goshes, thank you. That's sweet of you to say. You bet. Those words are deserved. Have a great day. Thank you. Mm, You too, I think I said. Oh, so not sure. Lord Jesus, just get me to my car. Aqua blowing in the wind. My modest hand grabs the skirt of my dress, faithfully walking, just listening. Father God, was that you? Father God, what are you saying? And I see it, his promise. Confirmation when I need it. And I step back with my phone in hand to snap a quick picture. His trinity of sevens repeating in my life. Trust me, I am with you. You are mine. Hey, Griffers.
Father asked me to do something extremely brave for him just days later, full knowing. His very best gift to us is his words. My best gift to you all are his words. I so easily wanted to tell him that there just wasn't enough time, but the biggest problem being is there probably was, and I probably did. Still, it felt sloppy. Still, it felt hurried. I suspect it flat needed to be, or I would have certainly set down my scissors and back right out. Yet, there was amazing peace when I finished, absolute peace. It turns out that obedience is quenching. It puts a period at the end of a sentence and sentences full of doubt with a final punch of trust and belief, obedience. It's easy. No, obedience isn't easy, but it is just plain right. That's his will right there, packed up in envelopes. His stories banded up all tight. Your stories belong to him. That he would be glorified. His best stories lay you low and exalt him high. Your very best offering offered up for him. My lesson this month has not been whether or not people appreciate the gift, but that the obedience is flat, his whole point. Be it money, be it time, be it words, be it love. He assures me to love extravagantly. It has never been Jesus' style to withhold love from us. We are to look and love a whole lot like him. It is appropriate. It is deserved. It is appreciated. It is timely. It is beneficial. It is costly. It is risky. It is reciprocated. It is necessary. It is enough. It is Is it too much? Is it going to cost me something? Is it going to pressure? Is it going to convict? Is it going to make me look flat crazy? Is it going to make me look like I care? I mean, heaven forbids. Pride, hanging out all over the place, scurrying hard and fast to tuck it all back in real neat. Mr. Aqua didn't seem to really care. You look stunning. No explanation, just blessing and loving along. Andrea, Andrea, love along. Father God, you are extravagant. Your words, your love, and your time, your blessings, your miracles, your timing, perfection in every great way. Father God, help me to love extravagantly. Keep me soft and pliable and flowing. The very wellspring, your love poured right out. A delicate offering, a delicate life loaded with your delicate love. Jesus is your delicate offering. Jesus be your extravagant love. Let him love you and love you right well. You deserve his very best offerings. You deserve his extravagant love. Don't you doubt that for even a minute. Don't withhold that for even one day. Give him your very best stories. They belong to him, our great author. Let him finish each beautiful story. I love you. 
So this day came with a sweet surprise to me, you guys, that I was ridiculously blessed by. Um, someone told me today that they um, had been struggling with depression and that things weren't easy right now. And so, of course, I asked them, hey, how's the relationship going? And, of course, that had ended. So I knew what was going on here. And I even said, I said, you know, I don't know you very well, but I do know there are certain types that they're not happy when they're not with somebody, that they kind of feel like they always need to be with somebody. And he flat admitted, he said, you know, I had to step back and look at myself and I really felt like that's me. But I'm going to step back, he says, and just work on myself. But he said what was the hardest thing that he fights uphill against and that causes this depression was the root of comparison. You know, he was explaining he's young and yet he's like, you know, many of my friends are... um, you know, many of my friends are married and even already have children. And he's like, I'd like, you know, to have a wife and kids somewhere down the line. And I feel so far behind. And it was just unbelievable to me because I said, you know, the problem being is that root of comparison, it lets lies in that aren't true. And so we have to fill ourselves with truth, even if it means we flat write it out and put it in front of ourselves. And I said, if we have to do that for you, we're going to do that. Um, This is a person that is special to me, that's special to people that are special to me. Do you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, absolutely, we're going to commit to getting this right for you. But it was amazing how when I showed him what I saw on the other side, what I saw, and I was searching for the words of what Jesus saw, that that truth was absolutely dead true. Absolutely dead true. Like, so obvious. And yet his innate nature, when I'd say something like, I mean, I explained to him, I'm like, hey, you are 25 years old and you own your own four-bedroom house. I mean, and then his innate nature was to say, yeah, well, the reason I own that is, and to downplay it. And it's like, "Mm -mm, no, no, no. The enemy does these silly things. You know, I was trying to say, I'm super proud of you. No, And no, this isn't my son. You might think this is my son, Dakota. It isn't. Um, my son doesn't. He, my son lives in L.A. and he's, oops, I hope that isn't too much information. Um, but yeah, he's younger. My son is younger. Um, and um, But anyway, I was so blessed by this conversation. And he was all ears. I am telling you what, he was listening to the wisdom, like, like he really, really, really wanted to grab hold and, and change. And it's the Lord that's going to change him, you know? So it's like the prayer begins, you guys. But I was so blessed by that um, transaction, that conversation, if you will. And he wouldn't have known that. I'm like, I needed that, you know? Whereas he was like, gosh, I, I usually kind of keep stuff bottled up. And I just said, hey, don't, you know, that smoldering as you've seen it it looks like depression or else it can be in a book like an eruption like a volcano it can be terrible to hold that stuff inside so don't you know but um where am I where am I oh the crazy thing too is then later in the day I just got the neatest text message from someone that was just super brave with his words with me I mean just like I admired it so much. I was just like, oh my gosh. 
you have no idea what that meant to me, for you to just be brave with your words and, and lay things out and just let them roll out the way that they're supposed to. So it's pretty timely that I come across this neat, you know, sweet little piece. And the blessing of reading these things, look, I'm reading them years and years later. Like the beginning of this story, it was me sitting in a coffee shop with a friend that I'd met at church. Um, and I adore her mama. And she was telling me that her and her hubs and kids were moving back to Bend, which is where I just moved from. And so I felt left behind. I felt left behind in this little, you know, space and place in this town. And yet the Lord was like, you still have so much work you and your children have to do here. And let me tell you, we did, you know, we did. And so it's so neat because I see them now down the road. They've even, they've adopted another son, this family. It just is so neat. As I was saying, that friend that I read about the other day that was in another abusive marriage that failed, she has remarried and her and the kids and their blended family are doing fantastic. It's so neat to see these reports on the other side and just say, wow, you know, God really did a thing. So hang in there, you guys. I'm going to be chatting at you, of course, tomorrow. That's day 95. Don't forget your worth, okay? I'll talk to you soon. Take care.